Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. All right, so on Friday, I had a chance to sit down with Mark Walker. He's a former congressman who was going to run for governor, decided to then run for Congress once again up in District 6 in the Concord area and going that way towards Albemarle. I believe um, Anson County, I think that's the name of the county. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. Nonetheless, here is my one-on-one interview with Mark Walker. The congressional maps, I had heard way before when the maps came out that they were going to be like, hey, this is right up Mark Walker's alley, this congressional race. What was that ultimate decision between staying in governor and running for Congress? Was it the fact that there was just maybe too much ground to make up in the governor's race? No, that's a fair question. I, I think instinctively, most of our adult life, we've been in a position of service. Uh, we served as a pastor for nearly two decades there in the triad area and literally merged from there to serving in the U.S. House. So our first instinct is just say, where's the best place that we can give back that we can serve? Uh, I was in D.C. literally about a week before I made this decision, and I was walking through the Cannon Building over the tunnel. And, and as a former member, if you never read your lobbyist, you can go up there, sit in, the, sit in the chambers, go to the different speakers, whatever it might be. And I just felt like, man, I would really love to be the governor of North Carolina. I feel like I've got the background, the experience, and somebody who would be a strong general election candidate. But the more I thought about it, I thought about ground zero of the battle that we're facing in this country right now is really Washington, D.C. And with the state legislature continuing to pass laws that really pull more authority from the executive branch here in in North Carolina, uh, I processed that. I'm not pretending that there was an easier, very clear path to being the next governor. It was going to be a challenge, but we would have to go to a nuclear option, and I just didn't have peace about that. Plus, there were 40 members of Congress, including the Speaker of the House, uh, Dan Crenshaw, uh, other conservatives there that said, look, we need you back. I'm one of the few members that have met with Benjamin Netanyahu at the Knesset in Jerusalem. I've met with the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank, and they said, look, with everything going on, you know, come on back. And so we prayed about it in process and just had a certain peace, still do. doesn't take away the heart's desire of what I felt like I could bring to the entire state. But if this is where we feel like the path is best for us to serve, then, then we go full speed with it. A new challenger just entered your particular race. And last time he ran, he got the endorsement of Donald Trump. Don't know if he'll get it this time again. But when you heard that the new person was entering the race, what were your thoughts? Um, I was not surprised uh, because I believe uh, Bo has run in five different districts in the last two years. Um, he lost to a very beatable Democrat uh, the last time he ran. Uh, as we speak, he is actually registered in Fuquay, Verena. I think his dad bought him a house in Union County where he lives, and he wants to jump 100 miles north into a place where we've pastored in two different counties, Guilford and Forsyth, Greensboro, Winston-Salem area. So I'm not going to be brash about it, but I, I just think that, you know, if you're 28 years old and you've never had a job, and you've never even had the experience of leading or working or serving people, which is crucial in public service. Um, I'm just surprised that you would count on your dad to try to buy you a congressional seat. I don't think it's going to work. And I think he's in danger of really 
forfeiting any opportunity to serve in the political arena as he looks so much like an opportunist at this point. I want to jump real back real quick back to the governor's race sure. real quick. Now you can handicap it from the outside looking in. Yeah. What are your thoughts about that? Is is Mark Robinson going to win this? I know Bill Graham's gotten in. Bill Falwell yeah. just asked him. He said he's definitely staying in because you can't win if you don't run. Right. So what are your thoughts now looking at that three-horse race? Well, it was interesting because I had met with the Republican Governors Association uh, uh, multiple times, uh, Brian Kemp in Georgia, uh, Kim Reynolds in Iowa, and the whole goal was to get this to a two-man race. And and Dale, Dale's got a great record of what he's done as treasurer, but he is as stubborn as anybody else. So he, it was just going to be tough to make it that way. As far as the remaining, because I think, as you mentioned, Jesse Thomas now running as Secretary of State, I still think it's uh, I think it's still um, I still think Mark is the front runner. Uh, he's been traveling nearly for three years, uh, running for governor, and and I think he's got a lot of grassroots support. Um, you know, it's interesting, and we've talked about this before, North Carolina has selected only one Republican in now 32 years. So it'll be interesting because Republicans only make up 30% of the registered voters. The question is, can Mr. Robinson pull some unaffiliated enough to beat Josh Stein? Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you want to talk about? Because I always like to end every interview that way. Is there anything that you'd like to say or anything that I didn't ask you about that you want to talk about? I just think uh, when people look at uh, the congressional races, we've got a very slim margin in Congress right now. And what we're seeing in New York is they may redistrict it and take out three, maybe four Republicans. And that's why these three open seats, maybe four in North Carolina, I said pickup seats, I should call them, are so important. Uh, and running against Kathy Manning myself and some of the other places, this could be the difference of my friend Speaker Johnson being the speaker or having Hakeem Jeffries as the speaker. So I just want people to pay attention to these to these congressional races throughout the state. So that's my interview with Mark Walker that took place last week, Friday. And uh, just some very interesting stuff. North Carolina politics, never a dull moment, whether it's local stuff going on in Waxhaw or Weddington or Huntersville, or Charlotte, or Raleigh, or whatever. North Carolina politics never, ever disappoints. All right, everyone, that's going to do it for me tonight. I really appreciate it. And again, thanks to uh, former Congressman Mark Walker, who's running for Congress again, as well as everyone else who joined the show today. Look forward to talking to you guys again tomorrow. I'm Brett Jensen, and you've been listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. WBT Charlotte, WBT-FM Chester, WLNKH3.